You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. everybody and welcome to ring post radio episode 30 daylight savings time edition uh where we we call ourselves a morning show but there's nothing more morning show than us uh getting here late streaming late um and uh <laughs> because of daylight savings well it's not really because of daylight savings times because of cnn having a shitty website and crashing my computer twice in a row but that's besides the point i'm ryan nicey thank you everybody for joining us uh i'm joined as always by scotty edwards scotty how are you doing i'm doing great i am the man in the yellow hat from uh curious george <laughs> And uh, <laughs> if you're watching the stream, you get it. If you're not, you're very confused. Uh, but uh, we got a, do we have a lot of wrestling to talk about this week? I don't really know. I don't really know what we're talking about. That's how prepared I am for today. Uh, so it should be fun. It should be fun. And uh, yeah, go, go, uh, go ring post radio. Yeah, baby. It feels like we, I feel like we have like a decent amount to talk about, but nothing's like overtly headliney, if that makes sense. Yeah, we didn't have a big show, show, you know, like we didn't have a pay per view or a pay per view or a pay per view. Last time we <laughs> recorded was right after uh, the, the, the revolution. That is true. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about revolution, which I guess would be the big show. But we talked about it uh, as a podcast audio exclusive. So if you have not listened to it, we're not going to talk about AEW Revolution on this show. If you have not listened to it, it's on the Ring Post Radio audio feed. So wherever you get podcasts, uh, you can listen to our immediate takes, immediate thoughts on um, AEW Revolution. So 100% go check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, You got to experience the ghost of Ryan's past. 
Yeah. AKA Ty Ryan. AKA I didn't know if he was gonna make it. I have I have I have multiple emotional variants. I am a cancer after all, so I have multiple emotional variants. Uh there's uh there's early morning Ryan, which is what Ring Post Radio consists of. There's uh uh late night Ring Post Radio where you see uh <laughs> Ryan Nightsy at night where he has a glass of wine and he's enjoying himself. Uh, at night. At so. night. And then there's uh <laughs> Ryan Nightsy way past night. Uh, where I am, <laughs> I am super tired, and I've been staying up for hours. And I watched a really good pay per view that went on for a very long time, but it was very good. So, uh, Scotty, how are you doing? It otherwise? might not always happen. It might not. Al- it, it might not always be a good pay per view, Ryan. That's true. Just remember that. Imagine if we That's came on after that. the uh, Revolution pay per view last year. I would have been sad. I would have been a sad boy. Who said this show stunk? But thankfully, we did. What was the question? What did you ask? Me? I was asking how you doing. <laughs> oh, I, I'm still doing good. Isn't that what you asked me earlier? I don't or know, did man. I just not listen? Uh, it's early. I want to start here. Yeah, to Ring Post Radio 75. So it's actually number 30. So like, I I don't know if you remembered, but I feel like both of us forgot that daylight savings time was happening. Uh, this I morning. got reminded uh, yesterday when I was working, so that was tough. I got I reminded. I got reminded when I woke up at seven forty-five. Was like, I'm st- a little bit tired. Why am I like this tired? And I went downstairs, looked at my microwave, and said six forty-five. And I was like, Ah, crap! <laughs> oh no! I got three hours of sleep. I had three hours, right? I guess my body had six hours of sleep. That makes sense. Sure. Because uh, we've also been playing WWE 2K22 all weekend. Damn right. How do, what do you What do you think my, about my that Rise character? Oh yeah. What do you think about that game so far? I think. Well, first of all, uh, uh, gigantic improvement over the last one. That's a good start. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a lot of mindless fun. That's what I've learned really quickly. Like my GM mode, it's very um, nuts and bolts. It's not uh, anything too too uh, too in depth. So it's kind of you just can plug in and play whenever you want. Have a little fun there. Um, this is probably good news, but wrestling matches are actually fun, which yeah, in the past I couldn't always say. Like sometimes it'd just be too boring, too easy. But I'm actually having fun wrestling in the wrestling game, so that's a good start. Um, I haven't I haven't jumped into my rise too much. I did the first showcase mode match with uh, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero strictly because I just wanted that Rey Mysterio. Uh, but so far, so good. Yeah, no, I I've played out everywhere too. I played the showcase mode. I've played like four. And I played the whole like first quadrant of it, which is all the Eddie Eddie Guerrero stuff. Um, I played the um, I played the GM mode live on Twitch TV slash Countout, um, where you can still watch it. I'll upload it to YouTube at some point. But I played it uh, my GM mode on Twitch yesterday, and I played uh, the my faction mode thing where it's basically you're just playing the game but you can only 
play uh, specifically for people <laughs> because that's your faction, quote unquote. Um, which is fine. I mean, it, it is what it is. But like, I I played it last night, and I don't know if it's like I've I've conquered the game, or for whatever reason the AI was like bad, uh, or whatever it was happening. I don't know. But I was playing the mode yesterday. I was playing a match. It was like an Iron Man match. Uh, whoever against Raquel Gonzalez for 15 minutes. And I, I picked like, oh, Becky Lynch. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the end result of that match, Scotty, was 20 to zero. <laughs> I, I don't I think you might be playing on too easy. I don't know if it was an easy mode or what. I'm taking off my hood. I don't know if there was an easy mode or what, but I was like destroying Raquel Gonzalez. I would put in her submission, then pin her, and then and then pin her again, and then submit her again. It just kept doing it over and over again. Like she would fight back, but that's no, no. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a okay, master then. of video games. Oh I bet. Are we are we on a slight <laughs> delay? What? Are we on a slight delay? I'm not. Oh. I don't know. Well, I just feel like your responses are like delayed for some reason. Maybe that's on my end. Wouldn't be they, surprised after the day. They might be on your about, end. I wouldn't be surprised about the morning. They might be on your end because everything's up to date for me. Great. Just great, man. Oh my god, the show's a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 30. 30 episodes in and the show is destroyed. Oh man. Uh, well, the hats are off. The hats are off. We're getting down to brass tacks. I'm still pu- trying to post social media posts while we do these things. Oh, God, man. I don't know, did man. You, did you add in a uh, this show might be already ruined? Do it. Did, you, did you add that description? I did not. I could. <laughs> I could. Certainly. I can tell it's delayed on your end because your reactions are all being late now because you're hearing me later. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh boy. Well, we'll get on we'll get on with the show and and the audio wise, you know, there maybe we'll uh keep I'll keep talking and as I'm talking, maybe I'll like leave the Zoom call and we'll restart the Zoom. And so the audio wise will be nothing. <laughs> do we have a, I I do have a Ring Post Radio intermission thing, so we all, I can talk while that's playing for the video listeners while we reset the Zoom. Um Great. So maybe uh it's intermission time. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, we're doing an intermission uh, 10 minutes into the show. Um, well, I'll go over the run sheet first. I'll hit it to for the video listeners. I'll hit it to ring post radio intermission. Boom. They can't see anything. They can only hear my voice. And we'll refix the zoom while that's happening in the background. <laughs> Scotty's <Mama> upset. <laughs> um well uh you can still hear me the zoom's going down but you can still hear me what we're talking about on the show today is very interesting um what we're going to be talking about is of course aew dynamite the last episode and kind of also you know the uh uh saint patty's day pub uh uh show that's coming up um we're gonna be talking about that we're gonna be talking about you know here and there stuff that happened new japan cup night two to six um, we'll be talking about that for sure. NXT Roadblock, Roadblock. Whoops. The we'll be trying to be talking about that as well. And of course, the WXW 16 karat gold tournament that happened last weekend, I believe it was. 
Uh, but we're going to talk about the semifinals and the finals um, of that match. Uh, and that was a pretty good tournament, so I really enjoy it. But of course, uh, we got some news. We're still prepping the show. This is, I gave Scotty the Zoom link, so he'll be back in a second. He'll be certainly be back in a second. But yeah, we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite, New Japan Cup Nights 2 through 6, WXW 16 Karat Gold Tournament, the semifinal and the finals, NXT Roadblock. Uh, this. I won't quit. I was born for greatness, greatness, greatness. I was born for greatness. I love it, Scotty. So, I love the energy. Are you hearing me at a normal pace now? Yeah, I think I can. Okay, ready? Ready? Tell me when you hear your bitch, okay? One, two. I'll point at you. <laughs> your bitch. All right. right. Okay, good, good, good. I don't You're like I don't like that that was the way we fixed it, but uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll take it. Uh, I just tell the folks, actually a bitch. I was telling I the podcast audience that we are talk what we're talking about, but of course we got some news to talk about first. I love me some news. I forgot we were still live. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> this whole thing is currently embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had to take an intermission. Did you take the intermission thing down? Yeah, I did. Uh, so we're talking about some news, of course. We got uh, some news about the Briscoes, news about the Big E's. Uh, so let's get to it, Scotty. Okay. <laughs> uh, first off, Big E, if you uh, saw, if you're watching SmackDown Live, you certainly know about this. Big E. Uh, while he was taking a soup, a back German suplex, release German suplex sort of thing, uh, he landed on his neck um, and broke it. He shared a video on Twitter uh, following the event, um, saying, and then I think the next morning as well, saying that his C1 and C6 vertebrae are fractured, not displaced. Luckily, he has no spinal cord damage as well, no ligament damage, and no surgery is required. Uh, he didn't give a timetable for his return, but, you know, that's probably because he didn't have one at, at the time. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know of a timetable for this sort of thing. It's also a neck thing with WWE, and you even if it's, like, no spinal damage or anything, neck things are always something for that company, which is fair, completely fair. So what do you think about... Uh, what are your thoughts on Biggie's injury? I'm sad. I was really sad. So I didn't watch SmackDown the other night. I uh, I don't know. Did literally anything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I So I I put it on. I put on. Uh, no, I, I cl- went on to Twitter. And I saw the video of Big E and the cat uh, in the brace. And I was like, oh, Jesus, what happened? Listen to the video. He says he broke his neck. So then I have to go find the video of what happened because, you know, obvious reasons. And, uh, oh, my God, the spot is terrifying, yeah. especially when you know. Like, you know, Madcap Moss's was, you know, bad. But yeah. this was like, you just kind of knew because he landed right on top of his head. Right? Like, there was no bracing for anything. It was it was awful. And, uh as a big E fan, um, and as you know, just a human being, I wish him nothing but the best in his recovery. And I'm hopeful that we haven't seen the last of Big E in the ring because the truth the truth is, you know, the pat his past year has been very up and down. 
know, he's been WWE champion and he was money in the bank and whatnot, but the dude's just, you know, one of the best dudes, people in wrestling. Like you, you learned that the other night, right? With all the people that came out to say the, their well wishes and the people that went to visit him at the hospital, like Drew McIntyre was there all night with him. It sounded like Mm -hmm. that's just the type of guy Biggie is. And I think um, as a wrestling community, we can all just hope the best and we hope to see him sometime again. I don't know when, because like you said, it's a neck injury. We never really know. Yeah. uh, With neck injuries and WWE. So they're going to ease him back. They're going to take some time. I'd say probably a year, at least you would think like that's neck injuries. You don't want to risk. So I'm just wishing the best for Big E. I'm going to miss seeing him because he is, he is one of the few that were always uh, the consistent parts of the company as a whole. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Obviously, uh, hearts go out to Big E. Hopefully, this is a good recovery. I mean, freaking luck is on his side. I mean, right? Like, <laughs> that. you're right. That that basically being dropped exactly on his head. But I don't know what it is, but this company's gotten super lucky lately with both... Um, Riddick Moss and Big E getting dropped exactly square on their brains and only walking away with one person seemingly having a broken neck with no fractures or or no, sorry, with no displacement, no spinal cord damage or anything, just a fractured vertebrae. You know, it's, you know, that's not great. (laughs) You know, that's not, that ain't great, but uh, it's certainly something that could have been worse could have been way worse and it's very lucky um that he is better he's gonna get better i'm trying to see if i can find recovery time but bless him for uh having the spirits that he did you know through the whole thing like at least through those videos he seemed to always be in good spirits Mm -hmm. i know you know not for everyone that's the case so biggie is one of a kind He's one of a kind human being, and uh, we hope we hope he's back as soon as possible. Yeah, as far as I can tell, the internet—I'm not a, the internet's not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, so don't listen to me. But the internet's saying like eight to twelve weeks. Weeks? Yeah, weeks. It's a broken vertebrae with no other issues. It's like, no, oh, yeah, a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, but the C one's like really bad. Yeah, no, that's the one it said for C1. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, uh, well, I said a year because I thought you want to keep him out as long as possible. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, either I way, it depends uh, how, how it all recovers. Yeah, it, it also depends on recovery time. And I also, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the shorter end of whatever recovery time sort of thing he has. Um, I mean, even eight to 12 weeks, even if that is correct, who the heck knows? That's what uh, three to four months. Seems way too short. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, let's let's just say four months. What is that? Yeah. That puts us at a. Uh... Jesus Christ, my cat. Oh my god. Uh, I think half a year. I think six months is fair. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I think we'll see him back at SummerSlam, if not earlier. It just sucks that he has to miss Mania. It really does. Yeah, what are, uh, what were they doing at WrestleMania? That they show that's in three clear, weeks. They were clearly doing Sheamus, Ridge, and uh, mm. Butchie against New Day. I like how they had the idea of a six-man tag 
for New Day. The New Day, yeah. And it would have been their first time back together in a while. And I think that's probably the idea is that like, oh, we haven't had the New Day have a be the team in a long time. We'll re can re put them together at WrestleMania. Uh, and then they were like, well, who do we put them against? We don't have any other people that are six man tags. It's like, well, hey, there's this guy down in NXT that is, you know, he's not doing anything. He's just putting over the younger and talent now. And now he's Butch. I'm, I'm sorry. You said Butch. Uh, Butch. I, I, you're you're telling me my new name is Butch. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, what do I have to have a? Uh, is can I wear my usual wrestling gear, or do I have to wear no. something else? No, no. What do you mean no? No, no. You have you have to look like a you have to look like a mailman. <laughs> a mailman. <laughs> what do you mean? Can I? Where, do I have to cut off my hair or anything? No, no, no! You just gotta hide it. Hide it where? <laughs> How am I gonna hide my ponytail? In this, in this hat. <laughs> in this hat. <sighs> Butch. Oh boy, WWE, huh? Huh? Yeah. You know, you know, that was like the second worst thing that's happened this past weekend. You know, outside of the four pillars, right? Um, but we can't talk about that because I don't have the money to give to the families. <laughs> I. <laughs> I got super pissed about that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Masala. The the uh, the entire the like everything. So in college, I took like legit took an intellectual property class that discussed all were, of this. I stuff. thought you were gonna tell me you took a it's Masala four pillars class. I was like, well, did they get the money for that? <laughs> <laughs> I like legit took an intellectual property class in college and I, everything this guy is tweeting about this this Pickering fella is wrong. It's just like wrong, just come straight up wrong. Like it's it's the like best, something that's like you could do if as a nice thing, but no yeah. ability, no that no, they don't have to do that at all. Best part, right, is they someone would question him and he'd just be like, I like wrestling. How are you today? And I'd be like, Okay, just face it, you're not ready to fight back against this. You're just gonna keep yelling about it and be like, Eddie Kingston did something wrong, and Eddie Kingston did nothing wrong. Eddie Kingston wore a goddamn shirt of wrestlers that he liked. I I thought about this and I was gonna tweet about it uh yesterday, but I got distracted by something that reminded me <laughs> very clearly about this whole thing. This guy, this Mark Pickering fella, the entire time he's going on this tyrant, tyrant, tirade, tirade, uh, he is, if you don't know, Mark Pickering, Noah announcer, complaining that that post-wrestling is selling a uh, t-shirt of the four pillars that aren't attributing the money to the families, even though their illustration the all japan four pillars by the way yes uh a whole different company uh uh that they are the money isn't going to the families of those who lost loved ones um uh and even though they're pictured they're illustrations of them they don't have their names at all uh and they're also the shirt is also a parody of a beatles album cover um it was a good shirt okay it's a good shirt i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it was a great shirt had I known it existed and I could have bought it, I probably would have bought it before they took it down. <laughs> well, they did take it back up. They did, but they did put it back up, actually, uh, just without 
the pictures of the four wrestlers. Yeah, it's the exact that. same shirt with just the square colored background. Still works. Yeah, their color. And this time it's going to a, a charity. They're set, donating all money to charity and stuff. Or 30%. Well, it's not the families. And I I think it was the tweet that was like, well, my son was dead, damn it. And I was like, that's the one that really lost me. I was like, yeah, no shit, he's dead. Jesus, what is? what are we doing here? I actually know the best tweet was, you know, did, did all Japan get credit for, you know, the knockoff company that is pro wrestling Noah? <laughs> my, so and I was like, oh. What I realized yesterday was that this guy kept tweeting about how he's been a he, no one. No one listens to more post wrestling audio than me. Like that was a legit tweet he had. Uh, and I thought to myself, I was like, well, if no one listens to more post wrestling audience than him, then he 100% knows that they've been doing that long and winding road show for a while now. So he's been sitting on this complaint up until the whole the Eddie Kingston wears it on television. He had no issues with it seemingly before. But uh, now the, the, we, the line's been crossed. The shirt has been sold. Post wrestling is not like a small wrestling business either. You know, <laughs> we see those Patreon things from uh, Brendan Howard Thurston. Uh, they're in there. <laughs> they're in, like the top 10 for wrestling media. Uh, they're in well, there. Um, if I have any, if I got any final thoughts, it's uh, the shirt was cool. And uh, Eddie Kingston's cool. So that's it. <laughs> exactly right. Leave uh, them alone. Uh, Briscoes. Let's talk about the Briscoes for a bit. So. Oof. We're bringing them up because so part of this news gets wrapped into like what is going to be Ring of Honor, and I th- and I right. feel like we're starting to get the idea of it with this news that coming out that uh, the Briscoes, one of the top tag teams in modern wrestling, uh, who are the current Ring of Honor tag team champions, uh, there is news announced that that Fightful Select was reporting. That uh, that AEW is not likely a destination for the Briscoes. The interest from the company was not confirmed in the report, but it was stated that a person of influence. Uh, this is this news bit is coming from uh, InsideTheRopesWrestling.com. The interest from the company was not confirmed in the report, but it was stated that a quote person of influence in Warner Media, the parent company of TNT and TBS, which AEW programming airs on, did not want the Briscoes in the company. Uh, the issues stem from Jay Briscoe's homophobic tweets from 2013 um, that he has since apologized for um, uh, after he sent all these messages. So there's a couple news bits from here. One, uh, Briscoe seemingly that's it for them. I don't know. You know, that it doesn't seem like they're coming to AEW. I doubt they'll be coming in the WWE either. Um, the other news bit is why is Warner Media making this uh, statement, making this sort of uh, idea, right? Uh, I thought Tony Khan purchased the company, not AEW. If AEW purchased it, then I get Warner Media not wanting to have a say. But um, but why? But why? If I've thought Tony Khan purchased it. Uh, but then again, it also talks about them not coming to AEW. It doesn't necessarily talk about Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor unless was purchased by AEW proper has really no ties to Warner media. So why is Warner media having the sway here about this? Uh, what? Almost nine year old tweet. 
Well, I I don't think it's a secret that AEW probably wanted to bring in the Briscoes. I I think that's pretty clear. They've been backstage at their shows pro, um in the past, you know, like right when Ring of Honor went out of uh sorry, not went out of business when they shut down for the reset. Went out of business. Uh <laughs> Tony Khan probably wanted to bring them in, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting. Like I I understand like not wanting to bring them in because of these comments. That's you know probably fine. That's company standard or whatever. But where is there a line here, right? Is there a line? Because there are other wrestlers that currently work for AEW that have worse against them. Mm-hmm. So what is the line, right? That's that's my biggest question. Because if this is what's keeping the Briscoes out of AEW, then why is certain people still there? Yeah. Yeah, there's... That, that was my biggest takeaway from this. Yeah, the whole article to me feels weird. I get, you know, yeah. like, because you're right. There's a line, you know, uh, Jay Lethal is the guy that was, the name was brought up a lot when he was signed and then obviously just now. Um, you know, the other name that was brought up was Brian Kendrick when he was about to come in. Uh, and then the whole, you know, whole rigmarole happened there. Uh, with revealing his thoughts and opinions on the world. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, like I said, Jay Lethal already as well, and I would argue Jay Lethal has done a lot way worse stuff than just tweet a homophobic thing. Um, You know, none of it's good. None of it's for sure good, and I'm I'm against all of it. Uh, However, yeah, there's a a line here, Um, and what... I don't know what where where the line is or what some people may think is worse than other things but it's interesting that Jay Lethal got brought in immediately and the Briscoes wasn't and Jay Lethal has been used since yeah. his stuff got rebrought up again so i don't entirely know what the line is but then there's also the other aspect of like why Warner Media is making a vote on this when they didn't make a vote on Jay Lethal did they make a vote on Spanky you know, what, yeah. what do you what do you think about what do you think about Warner Media having some sort of say in all this? Do you think this is uh, a do you think after the spanky stuff, this is a spanky stuff coming to CBS? Um, do you think after the the spanky stuff came out, this is like a new uh, thing that Warner Media has imposed? No, I think this has probably been known. I think it's just getting out, honestly, like the briscoes were the top names i feel everyone had to join aw when ring of honor you know the ring of honor stuff happened because of the ftr stuff and so on and so forth um so i think this has probably been factual for a while and that of course would have been before the spanky stuff uh so that's true i just think it's warner media and Tony Khan probably being like, hey, uh, you know, because I, here's the thing. I don't know if Tony Khan's paying every member of his roster out of pocket 
out of his pocket. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know that. Maybe Warner Me is helping with those costs now. We don't know. So that could be part of it. Um, in the end, it's going to be on TNT, right? It's going to be on TBS. So they do get final say um, as much as, you know, as wrestling fans would like it just to be Tony Khan. And I think it's a lot easier to find the, the dirt about the Briscoes. I think it's pretty well documented um, as compared to others. That being said, though, I mean, what's more recent in terms of allegations not the Briscoes. Uh, I, I'm sure this is probably a constant, right, for moving forward, is have this in the back of your head with Warner Media, uh, but we do need to draw a stiffer line than just the one team randomly, right? You have people employed that have done worse. Mm-hmm. So that's just... I don't mind that the Warner Media has this control because, again, like, I mean, we hear it all the time. Fox and USA Network, right? They they say a lot of – they have a lot of sway in WWE's thing. So it all makes sense. Um, it's not shocking. I think it's just something people should get used to by now because that is how these TV deals work in 2022. Yeah. And speaking of TV deals, I feel like it's also a good point to bring this up as well that uh on Friday Discovery, the you know, you remember you know the Discovery channels, Chart Week and all that. Um the uh shareholders of Discovery approved that uh its upcoming merger with Warner Media on Friday uh has been approved. Uh they were they seemingly bought the company and they've now uh formally have approved the merger, so that sets the stage for the two companies to combine in a matter of weeks. This is coming from the New York Times. The shareholder approval marks, quote, the completion of one of the few remaining closing conditions of the merger, end quote, uh, that Discovery said. So that means that it's going to be merged. It's going to be newly formed Warner Brothers Discovery. It's going to house HBO, CNN, Warner Brothers, Discovery Plus, HBO Max, CNN Plus. It's a bunch of different things. Bless you. Thank you. Um... So, yeah, so and then there's that other aspect of, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, if, you know, I don't, if I was Discovery, if I see this, this one TV show on the books, who the heck knows of how much control or what kind of this merger is going to look like. But if there's a point where Discovery is like going over the shows and everything and uh, they t- get to AEW Dynamite, I don't feel like they would uh, say anything. It's a show that's quickly rising and making money it's in the sports rights live event thing which is big right now i think they're pretty much i think they're pretty much going to be safe uh and also um the only the only way they wouldn't be safe if like executives of discovery are like we don't like wrestling and they and then they poo poo yeah i i think the live aspect is what you know leaves them to be fine they got through the tough period of covid where not every week was live they're back to being live every single week I don't think it's a worry. I think as far as we know, TNT, TBS, Warner Media, I know they're meshing, but all the people are happy with what they are getting. They're most of the time number one on cable Wednesday nights um, in the main demo. So why why get rid of that, right? Yeah. Why get rid of the the ratings eater 
of sorts. You don't you don't get rid of that. So I don't think there's anything to worry about there. I completely agree. Well, speaking of AEW, let's get to the show that took place last Wednesday, AEW Dynamite. Uh, I was calling it, everyone online has been calling it New Year's Dash because uh, they tend to do this a lot. And they're starting to get into this trend where the uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite, immediately following pay-per-view, is this big show where they're doing these big angles constantly all over the show. Uh, I feel like they maybe did a little too many angles (laughs) <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. I feel like you could have done this partly next week as well. You know, they did yeah. some angles that were for like 45 seconds long. Um, but I don't know. What did you think of the overall show, Scotty? I mean, the show's great, right? Like, we're not going to we're not gonna sit here and like, if I'm going to nitpick, like, yeah, we could have let us digest certain things. But, I mean, it was a great show. You had, you had big moments after surprise after debut after signing after turn after you had all these things you had everything you could have asked for um everyone's calling it new year's dash i'm calling it the raw after wrestlemania that used to be good like you know that's what this was um it was it was a great show i mean we're, we're gonna go through it and i'm not gonna spoil any moments but we had a lot of moments some were hits there was a few misses uh, but I think overall it was just a great dynamite. It's the reason I think no matter the match card that they announced each and every week, which, you know, sometimes can be hit or miss. I'm always so excited to watch this and rampage because they just have such incredible talent right now. Oh, 100%, 100%. Uh, it's, it, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening, but they uh, they think they just did a good job. It's it's a fun, exciting show that blew past two hours, right? Yeah, it's the Wild West. You never know what's going to happen. No, it's it's insane. It's insane. And they still have like, you know, they still have and are constantly still bringing in a bunch of people, right? I mean, there's still so many people that are out there for free agency that they're just. I think we need to take a pause soon, though. I agree. I agree. I agree, Unless you're going to put like half of one Ring of Honor. I I completely agree that we should take a pause soon. But in the same breath, it's like, well, we also, Claudio's I mean, out there and Cody's out there. and so. I, I'm going to be that guy. I think they made three of their three signings this week that should have them set for now. Uh, uh, two of which, you know, I think you're set on the men's side, especially. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I don't know what Cesaro adds to this show. I'm going to be honest. He doesn't add much. He adds a great wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd rather just see him on Ring of Honor if you're going to bring him in. Um, or New Japan. I don't want to see him. I don't need to see him on my weekly Dynamites. Yeah, it's also like everyone immediately put him up with like Brian Danielson. Um, but they have gone to the direction of the tag team, which unless you'd make a faction out of it, which I don't think you do right now, it's like, well, then we got to figure out something else for Claudio. And it's like, I, I don't know exactly. It, it, I, we talked about it before about Claudio. Is that I think, honestly, his biggest issue for AEW is just his height, which is such a weird thing, but he is so tall that it's, it's, he's going to dwarf a lot of your roster. And it's such, I don't know how. You, which is, but but also it's like he's a good wrestler, so I bring I would bring in good wrestlers. But also it's like you're about to dwarf your entire roster, so I don't know. 
he, he's as new Japan as it gets. <laughs> like for free agents right now, he's as new Japan as it gets. And I hope that's where he ends up. Mm-hmm. Well, AW Dynamite started out the night with uh, Jericho and Kingston having a little bit of a promo off. Kingston uh, dunking on the crowd for doing what chance really good job it was like it was like a a great comedian dealing with a heckler yeah uh just shutting it down perfectly uh but basically eddie kingston saying that you know you know you never shook my hand chris jericho says he would uh they eventually do shake hands but jericho is like no 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 dog and then you know uh they well he doesn't say no 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 dog actually he gets uh beaten up all of them get beaten up kind of all of them 10 rts uh by uh did San Martin Ortiz make the save first? No, no, no. They were out there to like they were out there and then uh Ortiz got hit with the bat. No, Jerick so Jericho's there, they shake hands, then 2.0 and Garcia come out to take care Oh yes, and then okay. Then Santana and Ortiz then running, ran in for the yes. save. Jericho takes out his bat and turns on Santana Ortiz. Jake and then they beat up all three guys. Jake Hager runs out to quote unquote make the save, but really he's staying with Jericho. And we basically have the new formation of what Jericho is dubbing the Jericho Appreciation Society. I have never seen a segment more perfect up until the last five seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was very well executed um jericho as a heel is the best version of chris jericho especially in the current state where people want to boo him clearly uh having breaking up inner circle i i I need to say this this is my favorite part of the entire thing because i was so sick of inner circle yeah um and it's a big spot now for 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. I think that's exciting, right? They Daniel Garcia is now in the Sammy Guevara role, mm-hmm. pretty much, which is big time for him. Sorry, you have to, can you do it again, but as the uh, uh, announcer before for his theme music? Sammy Guevara! Uh, uh, yeah, I'll do it. So Daniel Garcia is now in the Sammy Guevara role. Um <laughs> And that's great for him. 2.0 gets a bump up, right? Like, I don't think anyone was ready for them to do that. So big for them. I mean, it's interesting because uh, we know Matt. Is it Matt Lee? Matt Lee? Matt Lee, Matt. Chase Parker. He's a great promo. So that'll be that'll be some fun uh, exchanges between him and Jericho on a week-to-week basis, I think. And, you know, Jake Hager's there. Uh, <laughs> but I think for me, the most exciting part is Eddie probably being back with Santana and Ortiz. I think that's what everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a loose alliance, they don't need to be an official faction. They don't have a name. They don't have to have a name and everything. I think it's just more exciting that way. And then you'll have someone probably join them to do a 5v5 match. I saw some people say, oh, is this going to be Stadium Stampede? I sure hope not. Uh, they're in oh, Vegas man. again, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, they're back in Vegas finally. So I sure hope that's not the case, but I'm excited because Eddie Kingston has something to keep him busy and probably get him more over. Same goes for Santana Ortiz and listen, Jericho appreciation society, terrible fucking name, but it works. It works really well because Chris Jericho is a heel and it's very, very Jericho. Yeah. The ultimate heel to put his name in the, in the uh, faction. 
you know, I, I'm excited about Inner Circle being over. Uh, like we, everyone has been saying for year, like over a year now. Uh, it this this faction should have been broken up for a long time. Uh, I think this now, hopefully, st- we start moving Santana Ortiz in the direction of titles, uh, which would be great. Um, Sammy Guevara has already basically been on his own for a long time. Um, and I think the inclusion of Chet, uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia are great. Daniel Garcia, yeah. this is huge bumps for them. 2.0 are uh, perfect, like, flunky kind of guys for Jericho. Yeah. Because unlike Santana Ortiz are too good to be like funkies. Like they're a good faction, but when Jared, everything's focused around Jericho, you don't need like two guys to just like be there for like tag team matches. Two guys that can just be there for tag team matches are Mm 2.0. And uh, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect. I think I would argue, I would argue this might be a better faction than inner circle. It were it 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 on paper. It, I would say no, but in reality, I think the dynamics of everything would work better. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can understand that. I, uh, it, it, they definitely have more talent in the inner circle, but like looking at it in the faction mindset, this definitely has a potential to be better. And I'm, I'm actually excited for it. I'm excited for see where the story goes. I think. I think pretty much anything Eddie Kingston does is must-see anyways. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting to see how him and Santana Ortiz work, and they'll probably have to have two guys helping them. I mean, I don't know. They'll probably – I feel like the only two people that ever do this is Darby Allen and Sting, but <laughs> it won't be them because they're, they're busy at the moment. But that is my funny little thing of, like, Anytime two people need are needed to be on a baby face side, it always ends up being them right now. Uh, who joins them? Maybe someone outside of AEW. Always potential there. Um, so I was tr- I'm trying to think of who that outside person would be if they maybe ever the Lucha Bros. That's an idea, but they're also involved with the whole pack thing. Well, so. I'm just hoping that ends soon. Yeah, but there's also history with the Lucha Bros, right? Both good and bad. Yeah, with both though, with Eddie too. Eddie's best friends with Pentagon. Yeah, well, and the Tony Ortiz have the you know long time rivalry. The only person outside the company that I can think of that could fit in this five on five match, that whether or not it happens. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a great pick. One of them is a great pick. The other one, I'm unsure would be uh homicide and hernandez yeah yeah i mean that's that's a fair shout um homicide i could definitely see i don't think hernandez would be brought in i for um, a one-off one for a one-off i think i could i could see hernandez being brought in definitely potential they brought uh, in they um, brought in eric redbeard yeah. <laughs> that's true that's true but uh, by all accounts eric redbeard i think a lot of people like it truthfully um but yeah, they did bring in Eric Redbeard for the one-off. So you make a good point. But yeah, good, uh, good delivery uh, from start to finish. It was a hot angle, and uh, that's exactly what you want to kick off such a big-time show. Uh, a match that was announced before, like a couple hours before the show started: AEW World Title Match, Hangman Adam Page versus Dante Martin. Very quick match. Very simple. Like I'm the champion. This guy is still is a really good rookie, but ultimately a rookie. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this match? 
I thought it I thought it worked really well. I think it it's the type of match you do because it gives Dante Martin big batch experience, even if it's not long, gives him big experience, gives him a little chance to shine, adds to Hangman Page's resume as champion. Another title defense. It, it's a win-win type of match. It's not gonna hurt anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quick, like you said. It was kind of it was um, a little different from Okada versus Master Wado, of course, but it's kind of the same idea of like Dante Martin's not winning, but but he's going to get some shine from it either way. And I think it worked really well. Yeah, I think it was the perfect way to end, quote unquote, uh, for the time being, uh, the Dante Martin singles run. Um, you know, this is a good way to be like, all right, we do it. Nice little title offense. He did a great job. He got to this point. Adam Pages acknowledges it after the match. And then we go straight into the next thing. So I think that was a very good way to do that. It was a pretty good match. Very enjoyable. I thought their finishing sequence of the springboards, uh, reversals and everything, going to the outside, going back into the ring, hitting with the buckshot lariat. I think that all worked very well. So, uh, you know, if they ever bring them back into the singles match uh, division, I think it could work. Uh, I'd be interested to see, but he's he's super young anyway. He's like twenty or something, so he's got plenty yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, Brian Danielson, Moxley versus Work Horseman. Um, uh, which you know, I don't think we show. need to talk about the match. It was like four minutes. Uh, I this was the, every part of this. No, I liked the I loved the match because the match was them just bullying those two and working like they had been teaming forever. Yeah. I just liked the instant switch of like we're all business. Um, they were hitting each other. They were hitting Henry and JD Drake hard. <laughs> like this is this is exactly what you get to expect. And then the the post match stuff was just brilliant. Well, I was going to say about the match that uh, if this they didn't want to make this like a sort of like a jobber esque match. I'm a big fan of the workhorseman. I do think this would be a great match, legitimately. Yeah uh anywhere so i if i was them and if i was like let's move it to the indies or something or whatever this would be a great 15 minute match legitimately it would uh, be uh but yeah after the match we got the interview with william regal that uh, obviously you know the big talking point is how long it went and there's all this stuff about william regal going out there now uh but you know talking about the relate his relationship with brian danielson his relationship with john moxley why he formed this faction this group uh and what their purpose is and man, I've never been more hyped. I don't care if this this promo went long. Uh, it got me hyped for the whole relationship. It worked, um, and it it made everything made sense. And I'm completely here for it. I don't know what's happening with the heel face alignment nonsense. It uh, looks like the crowd's gonna be super behind this, so it looks like it's gonna be a face thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good, man. It's my favorite part of AEW television now. Uh, I mean, Danielson was our already, so it was pretty much like it doesn't really matter what he does. It's probably going to stay that way. But uh, Regal's adding to it, fantastic. And I just kind of – so I watched these two while Regal was talking just to see, like, kind of how they were reacting. And Moxley was kind of – Moxley was exactly how you expect. He was kind of always moving around, kind of – you know, the very loose cannon like he uh person he is. Mm-hmm. 
like just kind of selling that off while Danielson's sitting there. And I thought one of the best parts of this was like when Regal was talking about like, yeah, me and me and Danielson trained, you know, past everybody else. And there's a very good chance he's probably the greatest wrestler of all time. And he is everything that I couldn't be. And I was like, this, this shit's hitting hard, like in a good way, because yes, like if you think about it, that's exactly what it is. Because I think a lot of us look at William Regal, right. As a guy that was a great wrestler, but he never reached the levels of a Brian Danielson. And he, you know, we know, we know he never will, but he's a great teacher and he has put what he knew into Danielson and into Moxley. And now we're seeing it. And I do love by the end of the promo where he's like, he just turns it around. He's like, and now you guys are in trouble. Like everyone's in trouble now that these two are together. Um, And it's just, it's my favorite part. I can't wait to see them tag together. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm, this is just breaking news real quick. And I don't know. I'm oh. just seeing this real quick. PW Torch um, is reporting that Scott Hall, former WWE and WCW star on life support after health complication after his hip sur- surgery. Oh, Jesus. Um, That's not good. This is uh, who's reporting this. This is Wade Keller of PW Torch is, is oh. reporting this. Wow. That's um, terrible. I yeah. see it now, yeah. So go out. So hearts go out to Scott Hall as well. Uh, apparently, time. he's in a hospital after suffering. Wade Keller reports that uh, Scott Hall is on life support at Wellstar Kennestone Hospital in Marietta, Georgia, after suffering three heart attacks last night. Jesus Christ. Jesus. He had hip replacement surgery last week, but suffered a serious complication when a blood clot got loose. Um. So hopefully everything works out there. That is terrifying. Jesus Christ. Three heart attacks. Oh, my God. Well, wishing the the best for Scott Hall. Um, that's terrifying. Uh, one heart attack is terrifying. Somehow three is... I don't even know. I don't even have words to explain like what the thought of having three heart attacks is uh wishing him all the best we hope he recovers um life support's never the best thing to hear but you know it's the he's always been a fighter right yep oh yeah uh i'm gonna believe he could fight again oh yeah hopefully hopefully things all work out there yeah going back to dynamite wheeler yuda pock I don't think there's anything much to talk about. This is stupid. I don't even know why they put it on the show. Uh, I was talking, I was listening to uh, Wrestling Observer Live. Brian Alvarez was talking about how uh, this was, you know, this match, they put on this match because the world title match didn't go that long. And so it was like this, I forget what the term was, right? Um, Like, not a substitute. Standby match. Standby match. So Brian Alvarez made the point that he's like, when you do a standby match, they go at the main, they're the main event. They go at the end of the show, not in the middle of the show, because that doesn't make any sense. You just, you know, right. you just do it. And then he goes on to say, like, ironically, if they didn't just put this match here and they actually did what you do with standby matches and have it at the end, uh, then they could have just cut the match entirely when Regal went long. <laughs> it's yeah. like they, uh, yeah. they shot themselves in the foot in a weird way. Yeah, it's uh, it was weird. Um, 
The only thing I have for a takeaway is, boy, I miss Pac being a singles wrestler. Me too. I had that thought during the match. It was like, and I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it when we were talking about future challengers for Rev- for Page. Did we? Was I? Were we, we talking about him. Pac? Okay. Yeah. Because he we needs said him be. because we said it's time, like that he moves on from Death Triangle and just is Pac again. Yeah. It was one in the morning when we recorded it, so I don't remember it entirely. I mean, if anyone wants to know how good Pac is. Brian Danielson, like th- Brian Danielson, said like three weeks ago, if I was to design a wrestler, it would be him. <laughs> yeah, like he said, it would be Pac. So, I just want this dude back wrestling because, like, this match was nothing, but at the same time, like him and Willie Uta did some cool stuff, and yeah, that's I want Pac back in the singles action. He would just be such a plus to. I think he'd be such a plus to the TNT title stuff right now yeah no completely agree uh after the match we had the andrade hardy family office uh boardroom meeting uh they did the whole batista angle where he matt's like you know to raise your thumb up if you want to keep me in the group vote thumbs down if you want me kick out matt hardy was like all right the isaiah casting quinn will say yes they said yes he's like okay cool he turns around they point no for a very long time it's very kind of kind of awkward um and then uh they uh, matt hardy gets kicked out of the group who makes the save darby allen and sting that's right darby allen and sting make the save but the numbers game is too much for them they need at least one more person one more extreme type of man to make to enter the fray and that man of course is jeffrey nero hardy jeff hardy officially in aw oh man i got so pumped i've watched it like 10 times uh jeff wrestling is better when jeff hardy's in it okay that that's how i'm starting this off wrestling is better when jeff hardy is in it uh the fact that they were able to get loaded from wwe i don't know i don't i didn't read how they got it i just know they got it now i know they have the hardy song and it just made the pop so much better it made it so much more exciting and uh jeff hardy dancing before he gets to the ring to save his brother who's getting his ass beat is just the top moment uh but I had a smile from ear to ear. I think it was it was the surprise that we all knew that was coming either this week or next week or whenever. But it was a surprise that never fails because there's something about Jeff Hardy that just, I think, for a lot of us fans is always exciting. And uh, seeing him and Matt back together for the first time in a long time, that was cool. That was cool. And uh, my favorite part of it all, though, was when everything settled down and Darby just kind of like froze and he's just like, that's, that's my guy. Like that's, that's, that's pretty much the guy I've designed my entire being after. Like, if you think of who Darby Allen is as a wrestler, he's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Face paint. Uh, insane. You know, he does every little thing. He doesn't have any care for his body. He's an enigma. Guess what? That is a massive singles match that will be happening. They're already teasing it. Um, so I'm excited. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Really good segment. Yeah, no, uh, it definitely. Uh, I don't know. For for me, I'm excited that Jeff Hardy's in here. But 
it had i'm gonna get very nitpicky here so give me a second uh i it felt like they booked backwards for this whole thing like we wanted to which is honestly a bad thing but it felt like they wanted to have jeff hardy the hardy boys back together and in the same ring as darby allen and sting Yes, and then they were like, "How do we get there, and work yeah. and work backwards from there?" So it's it, true. And they were like, "Well, to get there, Matt Hardy needs to be out of Hardy family office, so he needs to get be- and but Sting and Darby yeah. need to be there too. So they need to make a save or come out. They need to have a reason to be out there. So we need to beat up Matt Hardy and then have them come out, and then Jeff comes out, and it's just like it really kind of worked backwards. And to me, I'm like, it didn't. It, it was kind of like you know they jammed the story in there a little bit." But uh, ultimately, it's more, what's more exciting is that Jeff Hardy is in here. The Hardy Boys are in here. Uh, big star. I mean, fucking YouTube is already like huge numbers on YouTube. We'll yeah. see how you know, like ratings wise, I guess. But ultimately, it's like I think this is a good pickup. Um, I don't think their tag team necessarily needs the Hardy Boys, but I think this is you i don't think the hardy boys is a tag team you put the titles on honestly they're gonna get the titles i know they're gonna get the titles <laughs> but they Those don't, are the only titles they haven't had now <laughs> they are the, the the title of the hardy boys is should be bestowed to the the team that beats them they should be like yeah. people that are like always in like the top five never get really you know get a title shot here and there but they may lose but they help put over the younger talent you know they're yeah. they're there to put in you know, like every other, um, like Sting, you know, yeah. like all these other like older or older acts, have them be that for the tag team division and yeah. help put over these younger guys. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, good thought, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to do that for private party at the very least. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll see from there. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, um, my thing is, I think I'm more excited for Jeff Hardy's single stuff in AEW than I am tag team because I've seen them against the young bucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to look forward to seeing them again, but I've seen them against FTR. Like I've seen them against two of their top tag teams. Now there's other teams like red dragon, jungle boy and Luchasaurus private party. There's a lot of exciting matchups, Lucha bros, Mm -hmm. but, (laughs) but I'm very excited to see Jeff Hardy do single stuff because there's a lot of wrestlers in that company. He has not wrestled. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if they wanted to run back CM Punk and Jeff Hardy after their uh, previous beef that they had, which is some of the best work of both of their careers. Really. I think it's one of the more underrated feuds in WWE history. So that's kind of my thinking there, but I mean, Jeff Hardy versus Kenny Omega, Jeff Hardy versus Hangman Page, Jeff Hardy versus, I don't know, everyone. That's just, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, hopefully Jeff Jeff looked healthy. I think that was my big takeaway there too, Ryan. Like Jeff looking healthy and yeah. in good spirits. You know, looking happy. That's what Matt, yeah, he looks very happy. And here's the thing. He was happy in WWE. Like, yeah. let's not get it twisted. He was happy there. They just fucked up. So now he gets to go be happy there with his brother and that's cool. And we get to enjoy it. And that's what I'm going to do. Most of uh, mostly is I'm going to enjoy it. 
Uh, Wardlow cuts a promo saying that he is a uh, uh, turn face. We got officially face Wardlow. Most he's ever talked in this company. That's why I was impressed. Because <laughs> he didn't sound like an idiot. Yeah. I like the Wardlow's world thing. Wardlow's world. He has this shirt. He has a, they gave him a shirt where he's holding a world. Makes globe, sense. Is he, he's, he's Atlas. Yeah. Tag team title match. The acclaimed challenging Jurassic Express. I Was this match announced during the show? I think so. Do you want to talk about a match that did not need to be on this card? This was it. It was fine. It could was have, pretty, they it was they pre- could have saved it, it for good. next week. Honestly, could have put it on Rampage. Could have did a lot of things with it. But no, 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 no. Let's just toss it on for some freaking reason. This is when I was like, okay, like we have too much on this show. This was the match that reminded me uh, that they are a TV show that has ratings and that they are trying to compete with the debut of Survivor. Like that, this is the match that was like, oh yeah, that's that's why they did it. <laughs> that's yeah, why this match is here. That's fair. I never think about that when I'm watching it. That's such a good point. Uh, Survivor's great, man. I w- started watching it. I watched that episode. So good. Two hours long, but very good. Still watch Survivor. I'm a big Survivor guy. I I don't watch it every season, but whenever I watch it, I love it. So I don't know why I don't watch it all- more often. Probably should watch it more. That yeah, I, I just good stuff. Uh, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. This was a number one contenders match. Thunder Rosa gets the win over Hirsch. I have a complaint. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we even do the title match at the pay per view? <laughs> Why don't you just keep building? Like, tr- like truly, you would have been so much better off if you just kept building to the steel cage match instead of did that shitty match that no one liked with a shitty build to it just so that we can get to the steel cage match which is gonna probably be better because they're gonna bleed like crazy and it's in thunder rosa's hometown it's gonna be the main event and yada 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 Mm -hmm. like this okay i i i decided this they missed the boat that they're gonna give thunder rosa the title as she should win it but they missed the boat on thunder rosa back in september yeah like I, they've I, been agree. Up, I agree. I agree. Like they missed it and they waited too long. And now we're getting an angle that is f- dead. It's not, it's not existed. Not many people are into it. Like they were at one point. And it's because they waited too long. This is a, had you teased it or had you kind of built through it through the title reign? That'd be one thing. But instead, we were just kind of sitting here being like, all right, when's Thunder Rosa going to win this title? So for me, that's just the problem here. Like, it's whatever, because cool, Thunder Rosa is going to be champion, and she's going to get a big moment in her hometown, probably. But I don't don't know. Like, at this point, I was almost like, you know what, Thunder Rosa, don't even get the title. Just have Jamie Hayter win it. Like, I, it's just, it's frustrating it's very frustrating because of this woman's division and how we go on and on about it. But this is, this is exactly the problem here. You had a hot angle and you forgot about it. And now you're trying to go back to it with minimal build mm-hmm. and house of torture like matches. What I hate about it is that you're completely right. 
for one. <laughs> and it's and I hate that you're right. That's my number one to take about it. That's fair. But it's the fact that you bring up a great point that it's a, it is a couple months too late that it's that we're going that the whole thing that they're doing is that it's you know that to the year, right? Yeah. The match after this Layla Hirsch match was Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara, where Scorpio Sky won the Face of Revolution match. Last year, challenged Darby for the title, lost, and since then has won every single match. And has gone this like... Every singles match, right? Yes, every singles match. Every single singles match from, from for one year. And one year later, he wins the TNT title. It's the same story. It's the same core concept of the story. The difference, obviously, being is that he there's the heel face dynamic, and then the other one is that they're that the result of it is going to happen inside of a steel cage. But ultimately, it's the same base story of I challenged last year, didn't work. I'm going to go back to it a year later, and I'm going to win yeah. the title a year later. Well, it should have been a blood feud too. Like this is this was a blood feud at one time. Yeah, because ultimately, and, what they're trying to do is the old school style of steel cage, where they're they're using the steel cage as, as a way to keep people out. Yeah, but I don't know. You want, you want? Here's my best way of saying it. This is the example of long term storytelling doesn't always work, right? Yeah. This is because there's minimal storytelling to what's actually happening here. There's way too much. We did way too much sitting and waiting. Uh, Thunder Rosa, you know, bless her heart. She's still one of those over people on the roster. So it's not like that's ruining it. It's mm-hmm. just the feud, uh, the feud lost the steam, the yeah. interest lost the steam. And then the one they tried to heat it back up, they didn't do very good at it. They didn't give us any segments that were great. They didn't do stuff like MJF and CM Punk did where Burt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel beat the living bleep out of Thunder Rosa and left her, you know, down and bloody. Like, you know, that would have been a perfect thing of, like, leaving her bloody and being like, now you know how I feel after that match we had last year where I became the star. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like an idea of, okay, so now Thunder Rosa's had this bloody moment. Now she will become the star of the division. It's just, it, it could have went so much better. I'm happy Thunder is getting the title because I think Thunder Rosa is very deserving of the title and the moment. And I think uh, I think this division is better off uh, moving on from this Brit reign. Yeah, because ultimately the problem also of a lot of the women's division as well is that everything's centered around Britt Baker. And now that we can uh, split things up, we can do Britt Baker. We can do the women's division. And then, you know, we'll have like the Serena Deeb Sheeta in the middle, which is great, which is great. By the way, and and Jade Cargill, I think uh, her title reign has been perfectly so far. And you're right. Jade Cargill. Uh, like I said, the main event, TNT title match, Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky finally wins the TNT title. Yay. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he won it. Do you think he'll, I'm do you think he'll retain? I'm glad Sammy Guevara lost it. Me too. <laughs> do you think he will retain uh, uh, against Wardlow? Here's the thing, Ryan. We don't need another slow build babyface thing. 
with Wardlow here. We've had the build, okay? We've gotten to, we've had the build. Having MJF just cost him the match. Ugh. 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 Doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Having Wardlow win and then the attack. That does something for me. And that's not because I don't want Scorpio Sky to have his time in the sun. I'm not like a big Scorpio Sky fan or anything. I think he's he's a he's a good part of the roster, right? He's serviceable. He can give you a good match. He can fit a role. Yeah. Um, but to me, strike while the iron's hot, right? We just we just talked about this with the Rosa Britt Baker stuff. Or those over. He's so over. Just have him win the belt. Have him do the damn powerbomb orchestra. Have him just be a dominant champion. Have that match with MJF at double or nothing. Um, Unless, of course, you don't want MJF to face for the TNT title and you want to build him up for All Out, where he challenges Hangman Page, presumably. Uh, There's a number of ways to go here, but I just feel like if you have such a hot commodity here with Wardlow you don't want to cool him down the one thing Wardlow doesn't have is big wins that's the one thing he doesn't have and if you take another big win from him that's detrimental to him and I don't think they want to do that so I think he has to win um but I guess we'll see uh it's either going to be MJF does something and ruins it for him or he wins yeah and and you know me I'm a big win kind of guy uh, so, uh, if we don't have those, I'm going to complain Green about jungle it boy. Yeah. Uh, and then of course they sign Paige Van Zant to a contract, uh, after the show. I'm going on record in about an hour with my article saying she could be one of AEW's biggest signings ever. Yeah. I think that, I think she has a, a lot that, of potential. She has <laughs> that ceiling. She certainly has that ceiling. I think. Well, here's, here, here's my pitch for you. We've seen the heel that's, you know, good looking and now you all hate me because of that. But we've never had the heel that is good looking that can legitimately beat someone up, right? Like is now the most legit wrestler or person Mm -hmm. in the division. Paige Van Zandt's eight eight and five in MMA fights. To me, that's impressive. Yeah. And they were in UFC, right? So, like, she was, she went in there. She went into the octagon, fought, and won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, to me, that's a big ad in itself. She carries a big following. She has over 3 million followers on Instagram. She is now part of them. She's, she's probably going to have Dan Lambert as her manager. So, instant heel heat. She's very good at being disliked anyways. It just feels like there's an instant potential as long as she's all in on pro wrestling. That's yeah. the big if, as yeah. long as she's all in, she can be a big star for them. Uh, she was someone that I think we all know that WWE wanted. Uh, JR said back in 2018 that she has the it factor and WWE should sign her. Uh, she said last year in February, 2021, that the door was open to join WWE when she wanted to stop. Uh, doing bare knuckle fighting. Uh-huh. So this is a big signing for Tony Khan and company. You know, you took her away from WWE who she already had met with. Uh-huh. That's why you do all this Dan Lambert shit, to be honest, or truthfully, like you, it was probably to lock her up. And now that you have her signed, sealed and delivered, I'm sure she's probably going to go to the moon. Uh, she's going to have this first few with Ty Conchie. 
probably going to look good in it. Uh, probably going to get the win in it. It all works out. You're going to have her fight Brandy Rhodes, so we're already on a better trajectory for Paige Van Stant's AEW debut. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think she has uh, all the potential in the world. It's just a matter of... Uh, I mean, she's an athlete, so athletes tend to transition way better than anything else. Um, but it's just a matter of how quickly she picks it up and what is ultimately her ceiling uh, in terms of yeah. her wrestling acumen. And, a uh, combat athlete, to yeah, be exact. That's also which true. goes even further. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited, uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. AW, good job. Also, uh, just before we move on, I thought Swerve and Tony Nese did really good at establishing Swerve and also reminding me that Tony Nese is pretty good. Tony Nese. Tony Nese, baby. forgot he was signed. Everyone did. Even Tony, I think. Even Tony Khan. <laughs> Maybe Tony Nese, too. Um, New Japan Cup, nights two through six. Uh, we don't have to go through every single match like we did kind of with Dynamite. I thought Dynamite was more newsworthy. I thought it had yeah. more interesting topics. And I don't think... I don't think I don't think every match here is worth talking about. So I'm just going to go through each night, talk about the New Japan Cup matches specifically uh, yeah. in total. And if you have any ma- thoughts on any of the matches, uh, you okay. let me know. I haven't watched all of them, so uh, just go for it. All right. Uh, night two, uh, we had first round match. Uh, Aaron Hanare defeating Yoto Nakashima in eight minutes and 40 seconds. We had Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Rohei Oyawa. I believe is how you pronounce it. In 10 minutes, 35 yeah. seconds of a heel hook. Uh, we have Will Ospreay defeating Bushi with the Hidden Blade. Thoughts this on match was so stupid. I like the Ospreay-Bushi one. I like that they it was stupid. They had three referee things. Like, I, I was like, what the fuck is happening? It's, I was entertained, but yeah. I was like, this is, this is, this is absurd. <laughs> yeah, it was different, and I liked it. Uh, it was different. They didn't really... A lot of the major bumps came from the referees. Uh... And shout out the referees it was it was silly up until the third referee and then i was like oh per- this is great and the crowd agreed too they were like oh yeah that's great that was something because i've you know i've never seen that before that was a great idea for them to not work funny. that hard and there's a lot of great pictures of will osprey just freaking nailing referees in the face that's true that's true always worth it um, I would say that's obviously the best match of the night. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch the other two, so by default, uh, I'll, then I'll, I watched all of these, so I'll say best match of the night. Uh, night three, uh, New Japan Cup first round. Still, Chase Owens defeat Jado in seven minutes and thirteen seconds. Not a fucking chance. Evil, <laughs> evil defeated Rusuke Taguchi in seven minutes and twenty six seconds. Um, uh, and. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi defeated Sho in 15 minutes and 45 seconds of an inside cradle. Uh, and Shigo Takagi defeated Tomohiro Ishii with the last of the dragon. Uh, before we get to Shingo Ishii, do you have any other thoughts on Taguchi Evil, Takahashi Sho, Chase Owens, and Jado? Uh, Sho's really good when he actually wrestles. Who would have thunk uh, it? <laughs> him and Hiromu, I thought, had a really solid match here, even with all, the, even with the you know shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really solid. Um, Hiromu was really good too. I don't know, I don't know if you uh, know that or not, but he's really good too. And uh, I'm starting to feel something with this tournament that's kind of reawakening uh, Hiromu. Mm-hmm. That I think something that you and me have been wanting out of him is kind of like a little more substance than just 
hey, I'm back from injury and I want the title, then I get the title. Yeah. Um, I would like the injuries to stop, of course. But uh, just based off of what I've read from tonight, uh, today's show, too, it seems like this is Hiromu kind of growing as a competitor. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, there's more potential for heavyweight stuff down the line, even though I know he said he wants to stay juniors, but Hiromu, buddy, until the junior division is filled with more people, you would do wonders in the heavyweight. Uh, he also called out Okada, I saw. So him show, very good. Uh, really good, not very. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Um, All Shin- right, main event, come on. Yeah, Shingo, Takagi. <laughs> Shingo Takagi, Tony, you hear your Ishii. <sighs> Scotty. It is currently my match of the year. Wow. I gave it my first five stars of the year. 23 minutes and 32 seconds of glorious wrestling. Wow. I'm not 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 only did he hit us with the five stars. Well, no, not only did he hit us with match of the year, he hit us with the five stars. I, I'm not going to go on like the Joe Lanza Ishii rant of like how great he is, even though he is, I think he's really good. Um, but Scotty, this match w- reminded me completely on why I love Ishii. The whole, the whole sing, big match singles Ishii. I feel like I haven't seen this guy in like years. I feel like I've been missing this guy for years. I feel like he had oh, pretty decent matches, but nothing, nothing that quite like this for out of Ishii. Yeah, a great from, match with Shingo last year. That's true, but not as good as this match. This no. match is like, yeah, like that last year match was really good, and that was like, yeah, that, that Ishii's really good. Uh, but even then, it was like, I haven't seen Ishii in a while. And yes, we're probably going to only get one of these a year for moving forward, maybe a couple of these a year. But holy crap. And then you throw in Shingo Takagi, the freaking dragon Shingo Takagi, coming out in a robe, looking like a badass, big time Shingo, look just slapping each other, lariating each other, headbutting each other, just destroying one each other on the floor, in the ring, everywhere inside the arena. This match is exactly why i got into new japan to begin with this sort of you know that you could say that strong style idea you can say that sort of like king's road style or whatever but it's just at the end of the day and everyone says it and you get big beefy man slapping meat that's what i want to see and that's what i got that's tomohiro ishii versus shingo takagi so you liked it yeah, no, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was tremendous. Uh, one of the best matches of the year. I didn't go as far as saying my best match of the year, but it is one of the best match. I can understand anyone that says it is, uh, to be honest, because it was. I agree, the best Ishi match in a very long time. Yeah. Um, this was this. So I've been watching some old New Japan as of late. And this was the old Ishii. This was the one that was great in 2014 fighting Shibata and Nakamura and Tanahashi. This was that. This was that Ishii. Um, 
I I am I am one to be hard on Ishii, but it's more so the recent Ishii of just like okay, yeah, you do you do all that and but this the six man tag Ishii, yeah, but this had substance. This had well, yeah, I mean it was two big meaty men slapping meat. So he said it for me, shout Big E, um, but it it was fantastic. There wasn't a moment to breathe in a good way. Like the only moments you were breathing is when you were kind of jumping out of your chair. Like, Holy shit. They just did that. Uh, they hit each other so hard, so hard, so many times. And they made a story out of nothing of like, these are just two guys that are desperate to move on to the next round. Shingo trying to get back to his title, the title that he lost to wrestle King. Tomohiro Ishii trying to get that one moment that he, listen, people, he's never going to get it. So just accept it. Never happening. I know a lot of people have accepted it, but those that haven't just accept he's never getting that moment. Uh, it was great. It's the, it was the best match of the first round. Um, and I liked Akata versus Desperado a lot, but this was the best match of the first round. It was exactly what you wanted it to be when you read these two names and you're like, okay, if the, if they're on their if they're at the top of their game, this is going to be great. And this is another feather in the cap of Shingo Takagi, who has had a incredible 365 days, um, you know, plus some. Because I was going to say it really started at the New Japan Cup last year, but his match with Jeff Cobb at Wrestle Kingdom was also great last year. So this dude is just putting in the work. He's been great for a long time, and he moved on here, of course, and this match was freaking great. If you like old New Japan, this is the one. This is the one you watch uh, uh, from the past. If you like old New Japan, if you like old never open weight division New Japan, this is the one you watch because this is this is the best of the best for that division, especially. It's just hard-hitting, top-notch action. It's just... <sighs> It, it's so good. This man, this match is so good. The, the, I, I, oh my God, I can't even speak to it. I wish I, I wish I watched it like this, rewatched this morning to like speak to it, but it's just phenomenal effort from both of these guys. It's like exactly what I needed. It's exactly what uh, I think a lot of other people needed, not just from like, you know, Ishii stuff, but just like in general, I think a lot of people needed this for like new Japan watching. New Japan Cup's been great uh, so far from what I've watched. Um, I mean, you have these, you had the first round bookend by two great main events, mm-hmm. right? Okada Desperado, very different from Tomohiro Ishii versus Shingo Takagi, but that was great. That was a great match of the way they did that. And then you end it with this great first round overall, a lot of fun matches, a lot of fun matchups. Uh, round two, I don't think was uh, as good, but round two is setting up for a amazing round three. So that's that's why we that's why we watch this stuff because uh, we get some cool matches and uh, Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii is one that will go under the cool matches uh, category yeah. this year. Uh, I don't know what night this is. Four, I think. Four or five. So yeah, night four. 
moving right along. God, to each, each all each downhill room. now because Ryan's just like, oh well, talking about the one well, match. That was the pinnacle. That was the peak. That was the best match I've seen in New Japan uh, since January of last year. Is what I'm saying. I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because you love Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. That's right. And that was my match of the year in New Japan. So I believe the best match I've seen since then. So for Wouldn't me, get on uh, Voices of Wrestling list what's that where'd that rank on voices of the wrestling's list uh i don't remember i can look that up i know it wasn't higher than my match of the year so that's good well maybe your match of the year was utami shuri right yeah from the moment it happened i watched it live and it didn't move <laughs> yeah i get that it's i i also am doing my best to like watch new japan cup unspoiled remember jay white who <laughs> you mean the, you mean the guy on impact um, oh, what a disgusting sentence. Um, uh, number seven, Kodobushi versus Jay White. Um, that was, and Shuri Utami was number five. Um, in between them was Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, which I think was like my number I two. It was my top five. Yeah. So we're smart. We are smart. We know our stuff. Uh, night four, New Japan Cup second round this time around. So this is where we start seeing a lot of those buys, those buy wrestlers coming in. So get yeah. ready. Strap in, <laughs> baby. We got Hiroki Goto defeating Dick Togo in nine minutes and 50 seconds. We have Shima defeating Yoshinobu Kanemaru in 14 minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, Kazuchika Okada defeating Master Wato in 18 minutes and 34 seconds with a Rainmaker. Um, I really enjoyed Shima, ver- Shima versus Kanemaru. I like the way they built that match, you know, with Shima. Yeah. Shima's knee getting destroyed and then him just kind of being like, all right, fuck it, I need to win this. I'm just going to destroy it with the uh, Meteor, which is beautiful, by the way. That that Meteor onto uh, the, the guy on the ground is fantastic. And now we're going to get Shima versus Hiroki Goto. Very excited for that. I uh, hope Shima wins, and I hope Okada wins because then we get Shima Okada. Yeah, like that'd be Woo. sick. Um, I mean, I'd be cool with Okada versus Goto too. Don't get me wrong. Like that, I I want to put that out there. I will be happy with either one, but Shima versus Okada is clearly the sexier match. Um, so I really like that one. I think Kanemaru is very solid. Uh, still even at his older age, and the main event, I thought it was very well done. Um, the way they did it with Master Wato, you know, facing Okada, like there was, he didn't have much hope, but, but what he did have was heart and Okada made sure not to destroy that heart until he got fed up and hit a landslide and then Raymaker his head off. <laughs> I, I, I love R- Okada is, I think the master maybe the grandmaster of uh, that's master Watto, actually no he's on his way to the grandmaster he's not the grandmaster now he's he on the way the grandmaster uh i think okada is like the master of the uh i don't really give a shit so i'm just gonna like play along uh yeah. character in wrestling yeah of i'm you know i know i'm the best i know i i'm the best at wrestling so i'm just kind of Gonna do my thing. And they, you know, he played his part until he got sick of it. DDT'd Master Wado's ass into the floor, go <laughs> back in the ring, we do some more stuff. I don't you kind of referenced this earlier about 
I forget which match it was. I think it was for Dynamite, maybe. But, you know, oh, the Dante Martin match, uh, where this yeah. match didn't necessarily need to be 18 minutes long. Uh, but maybe there's an argument saying that that was a title match. This wasn't. So Okada definitely didn't care at longer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't think this. I think this match went just a little bit too long for what the story was being yeah. of Okada being like, I don't care. Um, yeah. You shave up a couple minutes. Yeah, I think you shave five, five minutes off of this. Um, but ultimately, I, yeah, I greatly enjoyed I greatly enjoyed this 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 specific character of Okada. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought Okada was great in his role, and you know, bless Watto for playing to it the way he did. Um, I think I see some strides in Watto every couple matches, and there were definitely strides even in this one when Okada was not interested. Um, because even when he got the best of Okada and got him down, it was pretty cool. And I thought commentary played really well to it as well. I listened to the English comms for this match, and I thought they did really good at kind of being like, oh, my God, it's, what's happening? And ultimately, Okada said, you know, fuck you. <laughs> then he just puts his one hand on the pin and then just taps him on the chest when it's over. He's like, yeah, okay, good job, kid. Move it on. Yeah, no, uh, I just I just love that character of Okada. Now we get Okada versus Tai Chi as well. So that should be pretty good. That should be good. Um night five of New Japan Cup. We have I did not watch all the show. <laughs> uh do you do you care about spoilers at all then? No, I know, I know everyone who won. Perfect. And good because I was gonna say it no matter what. Uh, that's true. Um uh New Japan Cup, night five, second round. This was Yoshihashi defeating Kosei Fujita. Uh, again, don't understand the how the bias works whatsoever. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Gato in 14 minutes and 18 seconds with a roll-up. Uh, New Japan Cup second round here was Jeff Cobb defeating Satoshi Kojima in 15 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the main event, defeating Bad Luck Fale in 15 minutes again with a roll-up of his own. How is... Uh, how is... Cobb versus Kojima. Cobb versus Kojima was very good. It was um the one I'm looking forward to from this show. It wasn't like I thought it was very good. It, Cobb looks like he's not completely ready to go yet. Yeah. Like he still has like a very slight limp to him. Mm-hmm. Um which is obviously upsetting to see, but Ultimately, this match was very good. It was your sort of hostile match as well, which also helped. Uh, there was a point where um, Jeff, you know, they're fighting on the outside, and Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb, power bombs Kojima onto the apron, and that was insane looking. Um, and then I'm trying, and I think so. Kojima also DDTs Jeff Cobb onto the apron as well at one point in time. Um, but just a lot of lariats, a lot of big strikes, a lot of big moves. Um, I feel like I'm trying to remember if I'm remembering this match correctly, but I, I feel like I, I saw Jeff Cobb like hold Kojima at, at you know in cross position and then enter the ring still holding him. Really, I feel like I saw that. Not a not a move, but just like something no, where he's like, "This guy's impressive. strong." Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm cool. remembering that, but maybe I'm not. But ultimately, it was it was a really good match. Like I said, Jeff Cobb is not entirely there yet, 
but uh, this I think was a good proper tune-up match yeah. for Jeff. Cobb. I really like healthy Jeff Cobb, so I hope he gets there soon. He probably will be there soon because he's had mostly tune-up matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope so. so. He's uh, advancing to the third round, so he will then be taking on. Let me pull up the bracket here. Um, he will then be taking on. Uh, well. Maybe it's another Yoshi. Is it Yoshihashi? Yeah, it's Yoshihashi. So another tune-up match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yoshihashi has good matches now. So Yoshihashi versus Evil. Don't forget it. That's true. That is true. Yoshihashi versus uh, Tewaki Homa. Don't forget it. <laughs> can't I can't believe that's a, a match I can't forget. Um, get out of here! Fly just swung by me. Why are there flies in my house again? Do you remember that? Remember like months ago I was complaining about how I had flies in my house? No. Uh, well, they're back. Winter is over. And now they are re- have returned. And I have to the now fi- figure out again where that uh, where they're coming from. Outside. But yeah, but where? There's a hole. There's a hole somewhere that they're getting in. Oh, boy. Anyways, night six of the New Japan Cup. Uh, this was yesterday morning. Night seven was today. Was this morning of Sunday. If you were hearing this, uh, the day well, it we're comes not going to talk about that because Ryan wants to watch it. I do want to watch it. I'm trying to watch these things unspoiled, man. I mean, do yeah, we... but I didn't get a choice. That's true. We can, I'm living. We can okay. We'll we'll go over it. We'll go over the results. No, nah, it's okay. It's no, okay. no, 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 no. We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, Zack Saber Jr. defeats Doki in 15 minutes and three seconds. With a cremation lily. Great Okan defeated Taiji Ishimori in 60 minutes, 43 seconds of the Eliminator. Will Ospreay defeated El Phantasma in 17 minutes and 31 seconds of the Hidden Blade. And Sonata uh, coming in from the bye, defeating Aaron Hanare with the Moonsault. Listen, I know he's champion, but why the fuck did that make offense? <laughs> uh, because he's the champion. He's literally the only guy. He, well, I guess Will Ospreay's Rev Pro, but uh, you know, Sonata's the only actual proper champion. But it also is weird that Aaron Hanari is the main, is the main event yeah. spot here. Randomly, I like Sonata versus Aaron Hanari from last year. They randomly had a singles match. And I remember enjoying it. So I'll go into it with a open mind. I thought of this match, I thought Zack Sabre Jr. Doki was pretty good. Um, if not a little bit too long. Great Okan Taiji Shimori, I could, I, 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 my hopes were too high for this match and it did not live up. Sad. Um, Osprey Phantasmo, I think, did a good job. I think they did a good job as well. I enjoy the work there. I'm, I'm liking. I'm. I, I was thinking about this, but now with the rev- revelation of what happened this morning, uh, I wonder if they are turning Phantasmo and Ishimori face. Because yeah, be interesting. Because Phantasmo has been doing the thing, obviously, of, of oh, I was kicking people in the in the jaw with my big super kick boot that had metal in it. And now he doesn't have any more. But now he's doing this thing where he, like, tries to go for it, but he gets, like, second thoughts and, like, can't do it and then just get and then gets beaten up and then loses his match. Uh, oh, what a loser. So I was thinking like, you know, okay, that's, you know, that's the, maybe like, that's an interesting story for the heel to do. But then yeah. this morning when, uh, Tamatanga, who is pretty much the face person now in this bullet club situation 
ends up getting saved by Ishimori and Phantasmo, I think they're attempting to flip them over to the face side. Or Whack. at least or at least tweener side. Oh what a thunk. <laughs> oh what a thunk. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Ryan wouldn't have thunk. I don't think I don't thunk anything. Uh, uh, go thunk yourself. How dare you, sir? Um, go glee yourself. Shima <laughs> <laughs> um, was on the show. I can say it. That is she. Uh, oh my god! What is what is this cat doing? Hey, Jude, quit it. So Jude, I have a little like thing next to my desk, and Jude's now sleeping in it. So good on him. Uh, okay, I'm exhausted. Results from this morning. Uh, coming in hot. Coming in hot off the presses. Whoo, whoo, whoo. These these results are hot. Uh, second round. This is Chase Owens defeat Tiger Mask uh, in ten minutes and thirty three seconds. Uh, Shingo Takagi defeats Tonga Loa uh, in twelve uh, minutes and thirty one seconds. Um, this doesn't say who the winners are. <laughs> these next two matches. Uh, well, this one says it. Evil in fourteen minutes and twenty one seconds. It doesn't have the circle X thing, so I got uh, confused. Uh, but Evil won, and then did a whole angle of Tamatanga afterwards. What I predicted happened, Ryan, in the main event. Just saying, on my bracket. Oh, you're talking about Minoru Mar- Suzuki versus uh, Hiromu Takahashi, with Hiromu Takahashi getting the win. Yes, I predicted that you didn't, so eat it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I had Hiromu losing in round one. <laughs> little, little do you, little do you know that Minoru Suzuki is not respected by New Japan enough to win these things. So you're welcome. Heard of the match was great though, from what I've seen on Twitter. Which yeah, isn't shocking. Yeah, but now that means we get, um, I believe we get Evil versus Hiromu. And yeah, let's do a let's do a look through for the next round. Give a little uh, previews. A little. Give a little secondary go preview prediction type thing since we're now halfway through the brackets and we kind of have a full picture of what's going on. All right. So on the left side of the bracket, we have Okada versus Taichi. We, nice. we have Goto versus Shima. Fuck yeah. Yeah, baby. This is, I think, is a great, I'm glad you brought this up because I think this, now that the second round is over, now we're in it. Yeah. Now we're in it, baby. There's might not be a match that misses the rest of the way. I completely agree. Um, we have Tanahashi versus Naito. We have Cobb I'm versus so excited. We have Cobb versus I'm Yoshihashi. Sh- <laughs> that might be good. But that might sorry, be good. But before that, we have Tanahashi versus Naito. <laughs> And then they finally, actually gave it to us. I didn't think they were going to give it to me us. Me neither. Winning. Me neither. I'm surprised they did. Go Ace. Uh, Cobb versus Yoshihashi. Uh, When's the last time Tanahashi and Naito wrestled? Let me uh, let me go check that. That's it's been uh, a while. Uh, in a singles match, you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. tag team mm. matches don't count. Come on now. It would probably be when one of them was the IWGP Heavyweight. Don't fucking yell at me. <laughs> Hey man. <laughs> hey man. Uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll they the... in... No, they wrestled in the G1 in 2020. Oh, okay. All right. Um, first, uh, first match of the thing, but... Naito won in 27 minutes. Even then, though, what is it? What was that? September, October? September. So even then, that is September 2020 to March 2022. That's two years or one and a half years, even. 
Yeah. yeah that's, that's a long time. They keep they keep this match rare. Um, we have uh, Great O'Conn versus Zack Sabre Jr. Ooh, that could be juicy. That's pretty juicy. Um, we have Sonata versus Osprey. That could be juicy. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Shingo versus Chase Owens. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a one downfall on this. And then we have Evil versus Hiromu. I'm intrigued. So Evil versus Hiromu is interesting. And also Chase Owens versus Shingo is interesting. No, that's not interesting. That just sucks. <laughs> no, it actually is interesting. Because if Evil wins, Evil versus Shingo is interesting. You got the LIG sort of connection there. I want Haromu versus Shingo, of course. But they could be bold and do Evil versus Owens, which is the worst idea. But then you have... That is the the gutter (laughs) idea, yes. But you have more Bullet Club drama. Here's the... Here's the matter of fact here, Ryan. You have many outcomes. You have Shingo versus Robo, which I think is the best. Shingo versus Evil, which would be the second best. Hiromu versus Chase Owens, which would be the third best. And Evil versus Chase Owens, which would just be shit. <laughs> they got Bullet Club drama. It's it's a matter of whether or not they want to do a story or more interesting match. I think they'll do more interesting match. They could do it. I'm not saying they should, but they could. My, that's my uh, Matt Parker impression. I'm not saying they should, if, but they could. If it happens, I'm coming on the show next week, and I am yelling at you. <laughs> For bringing it out into the universe? Yes, you said it, so now Gato heard it. Yeah, that's... that's Not that they don't have this all planned already. Totally not. Yeah. Well, um, that's New Japan Cup. That's New Japan Cup, baby. I love it. And uh, we'll have, uh, obviously, more conversation about the New Japan Cup as it rolls on. But I do oh want to say God. here. When's the finals? When is the finals? Great day? question. New Japan, 1970. I'm already tired thinking about it. I'm looking at the schedule as we speak. Don't say the 26th or the 27th. Um, the finals, uh, the 27th. Osaka Joe Hall. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Uh-huh. You know what's on the 27th? Uh, Stardom World Climax, Ryan. Day two. Day two. I'm already going to be tired. And now I'm going to have to wake up and watch that before the show. Well, good news is the final is just one match. The bad news is it's the final and they'll probably have a couple title matches. <laughs> I'm already tired. I'm already tired. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, because the finals are the 27th. Star World Climax Night 2 is the 27th, the night before Star World Climax Night 1, and the semifinals. Why are they Bushy Road? What the fuck? And I was going to, (laughs) I was about to say, you know, maybe we push like Night 2 and the final finals till the week after, but the week after is WrestleMania weekend. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There, There is this fucking massive cloud of wrestling and it's coming towards us and it's not slowing down and i'm scared ryan (laughs) i'm scared for my mental being because i'm going to be exhausted 
Next week's show is going to be the last show before we're exhausted for like two weeks. Right. I'm going to come on to this show, right? Uh-huh. On Sunday after Stardom World climaxed with maybe an hour of sleep. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just giving you that warning that that is a reality that is going to happen. Well, you know, it'll be fine. After the day before, right? For Stardom World Climax Day 1, I'm going to watch that live because I have to for my well-being. And the, and then I have to work at 10 a.m. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You have to work 10 a.m. that day? Yeah. So we can't record until the night? No, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Day 1 of Stardom World Climax. Day 2. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So 10 a.m. I gotta be at the office. I'm just gonna sleep until day two when I get home. <laughs> uh, wrestling, what a world! Speaking about the world of wrestling, let's head all all the way over to the Germany to talk about the finals of the WXW 16 karat gold tournament. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole tournament. I did. <laughs> you know, so you you messaged me last night saying, hey, let's talk about the finals because they were pretty good. And I was like, you're right. And I, and I wanted to watch the entire tournament. And then I just watched the entire tournament. Oh, wow. That's that's impressive. I uh, You know what's funny? I said that, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even watch the finals. I watched I watched Jonathan Gresham versus Irie, which is the semifinals. So, I thought you watched the final finals. Um, I did. I ended up watching the finals late last night, but I like the semifinal better. So, well, let's I, talk about I, the sem- the semifinals and the finals. Um, the semifinal, the 16 karat gold, uh, the tournament that WXW does every single year. Uh, pretty good tournament. It's come out of a lot of great stuff. Um, the 16. I want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh, if you if you don't know about the 16 karat gold for whatever reason, I just typed in 16 karat gold into google thinking i would get a result um and turns out you get a bunch of jewelry uh i never would have thought about it but 16 karat gold tournament they've had a bunch of winners i'm just looking at the winners right now to see uh who they have been in the past um let me see 16 carat carat let me see if I can find these winners. Carrot. So some these are the list of winners for the 16 karat gold, Scotty. Ready? Baron von Hagen, whoever the hell that is. Chris Hero, Bad Bones. Shingo Takagi in 2009. I have to see who he's wrestled who he wrestled in that, <laughs> that 2009 match. Um Walter. And tw- he wrestled Walter? No, no. Walter was next year, uh, 2010. Okay. Sammy Callahan in 2011. That's weird. Uh, El Generico 2012. Tommy N 2013. Chris Hero, Chris Hero again. Tommy End again. Zack Sabre Jr. in 2016. Ilya Dragunov in 2017. A guy named Absolute Andy in 2018. <laughs> A guy named Lucky Kid in 2019. He's on Lucky Kid is Tioman in NXT UK apparently. Lucky Teoman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2020, Karen Noir. 2021, didn't happen. 2022, we'll get to the winner of 2022. Well, it's Jonathan Gresham. I don't care. 
We're, talk, we're talking about the matches. We're not talking about the who. This guy goes, we'll get to it. Ah, I don't give a shit. Um, let me see if I can find that. I want to I want to find the 2009 2009 WXW 16-karat gold tournament. Give it to me, cage match. All right. All right. This let's, is our show. Uh, let's, I'm seeing... Oh, This is an interesting tournament. Are you ready? I these, am ready. These are the participants in the 2009 um, WXW 16 karat gold. The eventual winner was Shingo Takagi, but here are some of the people Daisuke Sakamoto, Martin Stone, aka Danny Birch, Adam Polak. Uh, I don't know if he's Polish, but uh, it doesn't look like he is. Drake Younger. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, Steve Douglas. Okay. Uh, Tetsuhito Takaiwa, I believe you pronounce it. Uh, former Black Tiger. Brian Danielson, Doug Williams, Zach Saber Jr., Terry Frazier, Walter, Eric oh, Stevens. NT wrestler Eric Stevens versus Volter. I would watch that. I think that'd be funny. Shingo versus Absolute Andy. Uh, and t- Chris Sabin and Tyler Black. Overall, pretty stacked. Tyler Black. The order, <laughs> Scotty, the order I read that is the order the, the first round matches were. By the way, so we had Tyler Black versus Chris Sabin. In your main event. Cage match gave it eight, so that's a four-star match. Shit. Yeah. So there's what a... Happened, what happened to these tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hunt these down This now. tournament this year was like... Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> Jonathan Gresham? AC a- Romero? All right. All right. All right. Um, if Busek missed it, sad. What's that? If Busick was on it, but he had, he missed it because of COVID. Do you know who the replacement was? It was probably just some one of the German guys. Yeah, probably. What a could have been the guy that made it to the finals. So I wouldn't know the difference. What a tournament that was. I'm not, I'm looking at 2010 with with Walter. Oh, you can watch this on WXW now. But uh, yeah, more you, like WXW. Not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! I was gonna say you can maybe watch it on Peacock, but then I was like, you can't watch it on Peacock. What am I thinking? Uh oh, hold on! <laughs> no, now we're talking, man. I gotta find these tournaments. Can I? Get, oh man! Okay, okay, ready? I gotta give you this, man. I gotta give you this match. This this entire card is insane. This entire card is insane, Scotty. Night Dude. one, 2010, 16 karat gold. We'll get to the 2022 match we'll get to it but i got it i got it i got it ryan getting excited now okay here we go ready these are the people in the 2010 16 karat gold tournament Ares. Ares? no aries it's my mistake this guy's just name is aries versus matt jackson of the young bucks uh munanori sawa sawa i don't know who that is versus paul tracy uh some guy irish guy uh, Martin Stone again versus Yuji Okabayashi 
from Big Japan. Nice. Claudio Casignoli versus Johnny Kidd, some English fella. Um, Kagatori. Um, Why are we excited about this? Versus Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks versus Tommy End. Eric Stevens versus Adam Pollock. I don't know what this is. This is a WXW World World Tag Team title 16-karat gold tournament 2010 alternate match. I don't know what an alternate match is for a tournament of singles wrestlers, but this was a tag match. John Moxley and Sammy Callahan versus Cheech and Cloudy. What a fucking show. Do you know who the current WXW World Champion is? uh, It's no longer Alexander Wolfe. Axel Deacher. Well, well, that ruins my whole entire thing. Anyways, last two matches are Chris Hero and Bad Bones versus Big Van Volter versus. Why did you get so excited about this card? It was ass. (laughs) I saw a quote friend on Twitter, Jordan Patu, was two packs of ass. (laughs) 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 He said that's his. He said his rating system is either five stars, that was good, or it's two packs of ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I don't know why I got so excited for two. I thought it sounded more exciting when I read it. When I read it for the first time, it was actually terrible. (laughs) That's you know you got me there. Anyways, let's flash forward to twenty twenty two semifinal match. Uh, Robert Dresker versus Lou Fisto. Lou Fisto, the only woman, I think. The only woman ever to wrestle in 16 karat gold history. Uh, versus the coach, Robert Driesker. You didn't watch this match, but it's very good. Uh Robert Driesker, uh, he was the he's like the coach of the quote unquote WXW dojo, uh, apparently. And he was like the face guy, like coming out and in kind of face. And then he just started destroying people like six minute six minute matches. Um, like Lou Fisto here, he like beat uh, a fan favorite. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Beat. Oh, he he defeated Car Noir in less than ten minutes, which he was obviously a fan favorite. He's the guy that won the tournament the previous way. Um, so he beat Fuminori Abe in eight eight minutes and forty five oh, seconds. Yeah, so I watched that match. Beat Car Noir in less than ten minutes. Last year's person, the crowd booed him. He then comes out, beats Lou Fisto in six minutes. So this guy is basically kind of turned heel a little bit. I don't know if he was faced before the show started, but, you know, he's the coach and he came in here and just started wrecking people. And I really like him because he had, I really enjoyed like the big, big stocky fellas like that, that Vader-esque kind of guy. I really, so I really enjoyed uh, his work here. This match is pretty, the match is pretty okay. Um, It was what it was, but it was nice having like big stocky Lufisto, big stocky Robert just going at each other. uh, And it worked well. You like the beef. I do like are the beef. Wait, 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 time out. Are we talking about the final? No, we're talking about the semifinal, which you didn't I watch. I didn't watch it. So now we're going to go into the other semifinal. Jonathan Gresham Thank versus you. Shingo Hero Eerie. 16 carry goal semifinal. Eerie. Whatever. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> well, I think Eerie is like, it would be double E like Ishii. Maybe. That would make sense probably. Anyways. What do you like about this match? What I like about this match, um, it was good. That's what I liked about this match. Uh, this is this this is what I said on Twitter. But this is the exact match 
I want to see Jonathan Gresham wrestling at all times. I want him to be high impact, use his technical side because it's great in the way he used it here, but kind of just be great in all aspects of the ring because he is. You know, he can do the power game with German suplexes. He can fly a little bit with some great suicide dives, and then he can technically destroy you. Like, the way he won this match was very creative. Mm -hmm. I popped for it. I thought this was the match of the tournament. I enjoyed it very much. It was great. Um, Irie is also awesome. By the way, yeah, uh, this is the first time I've ever seen him wrestle a like actual match because the other one with Abe was like two seconds, um, and it was it was great. He uh, he just got announced for uh, Champion Carnival, so that's exciting. I'll get to see him do a little uh, more action there. But I um, like this match a lot. Shingo, it was, it was Shingo Hero, Shingo Hero, Shingo Hero. For a second, I thought you were talking about Gresham. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, no, not Gresham. Uh, but Gresham, yeah, Gresham was great in this match. This was, this is what I think peak Gresham looks like, truthfully. Like, I think this is the best version of Gresham. You got everything that he can do in a 10 minute, just high paced, great action filled match. It was, it was great. I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, it was very strong. I thought it was a very good uh match it was I, I since i watched the rest of the show he had a very good like technical match against bobby guns who was like wxw's like big technical guy and also big one of his big their big stars then he faced peter <laughs> tihani who was like this young uh young gun young gun kid from like uh hungary i believe um very high flyer kind of thing but that match ended very quickly because jonathan gresham did a like a sort of catch wrestling pin maneuver where he just like kind of caught him in a pin and got him. And I'd like that they did the exact similar idea finish. Yeah. With this match with Shingahiro Erie, 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 like he's French. Um, you're really, you're really close to just calling him Shingo Ishii. <laughs> so Jonathan Gresham versus Shingo Ishii. Uh, <laughs> Very good match. And I like that they did the same sort of finished style yeah. uh, where it was a uh, I caught this big man, and, you know, and they did it the entire time. And, not you know, that happens more in the finals more, but uh, with the bigger dude and Robert Dreisker. Uh, but uh, Gresham, like trying to keep up with, you know, use the speed to try and use a little technical practice to bring down Irie and then catching him in that pinfall. Uh, yeah. was was like a great pop. You're right because it it where it happened that he set it up in the Tiani match and then he pays off even more here. Uh, great match. I totally agree. Match of the tournament. Uh, yeah. honestly, Gresham. I I totally agree. Also, that this is Gresham's best work. Is like peak. I I think Gresham's best work. I'm coming to the re- realization when he's the smaller guy. And well, and I mean, doing that sort of always. Style. He is almost always a smaller guy. That's not a shot at him. He just legitimately almost always is. Yeah, but what I mean by that is that he is a much he is a a really good David versus another person's yeah, Goliath. He, is. he really is. Um, he's really good. Okay, like <laughs> I want to put that out there. He's really good at professional wrestling, and I've been watching. You know, I think you and me have kind of detailed this a lot as of late. Uh, 
we were kind of falling off a little bit in the Jonathan Gresham matches because a lot of them are pure rules, right? And they just weren't working for me, at least. Plus, so watching plus, this, I was plus like, Terminus and everything. <laughs> yeah. Watching this, though, I was like, see, this is this is Jonathan Gresham, like, at his best. This is exactly what I like to see out of him. And uh, hope that's what we get versus Bandito. Hmm. Maybe. I think that's still happening. <laughs> Don't really know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the finals for the WXW 16 karat gold tournament is Jonathan Gresham versus Robert Dreisker. Uh, and I, I I, really like this match. I like the Eerie really A good. match more, but I really enjoyed this match. Dreisker is impressive. This is the first time I've ever seen him. Yeah, no. He uh, he was doing really solid work during the tournament. Uh, I, I think his second match was very good. Let me look up who it was. Oh, yeah, the Card Noir match. That was still, that was very good. Um, yeah, Robert Dreisker. He's, I really enjoy this man. Like I said, I like the beefy boys. Uh, and doing that 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 David Goliath thing of Jonathan Gresham, I might one of my favorite spots all tournament. Jonathan Gresham gets up to the top rope. He's going for it. He's like, "I got this. Here we go, cross body!" And then he just bounces off of Robert Trisker. That was great. <laughs> oh boy, Trisker. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish I watched more of his earlier matches, but. I thought this was really good. I mean, uh, I don't know how many times Gresham hit him with the, um, I don't remember what he calls his elbow shot, but he has a name for it. But it's he hit him and he hit him, and I kind of like the build of like every time he hit him, it got a little worse, which makes sense because you know he was a bigger dude, but they were starting to just he was just starting to feel it a little more. And the finish was really clever of him putting him in the sleeper and then letting it go and hitting him with one more shot and pinning him. I thought that was great. Yeah. Gresham's totally. very creative. That's why I think I like him a lot, too. Like, I, I, you know, I just said that he was, I wasn't super high on his past pure matches as of late, but he's very creative, and I think that makes him such a fun wrestler to watch. Yeah, no, uh, I completely agree. He's, he's very creative, and he is able to come up with a lot of different ideas of doing things. I think the problem is that sometimes his ideas don't quite work, uh, a.k.a. Uh, two Terminus main event backs-to-back. Um, yeah. But when he is doing this sort of thing of, you know, the, you know, David Goliath, the, um, you know, I'm not necessarily doing my the pure style. I'm fighting. You know, when he is able to do a proper clash of styles, that is where he right. excels the most, I think. When he is just out there, he, I mean, he's he's a, a phenomenal technical wrestler, but I honestly think his bread and butter is when he's not necessarily being a technical wrestler and just mm-hmm. where in this match, kind of just fighting for his life. Just he's not really just he's not really fighting to be a technical wrestler or put this guy in submission holds. He's trying to for like the majority of this match, just bring this guy to his knees. Just bring this guy down to the mat so that he can do some sort of move. Yeah, I think my best way of saying it is he's best when he's just a wrestler, like when he is a complete wrestler, when he's not only technical. And I think he's very he's very good at the technical stuff. That's why he does it. But yeah. he's a great wrestler. He doesn't need to... 
You know, that's that's why Brian Danielson's great. That's why he's an all-time great is because he, he he's awesome at technical stuff, but he does everything, yeah. right? So bring that violence, Jonathan Gresham, because you're good at it. And, uh, yeah, I thought uh, WX, w delivered another good tournament from what I saw. Yeah, I mean, not as good as the 2010 one with the Young Bucks and uh, abs- Absolute Andy, uh, but, you know, it's still pretty good. Absolute Andy. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but you keep bringing him up. Like, I know. I gotta, now I have to watch an abs- Absolute Andy match. Maybe, uh, he's, maybe he's really good. Maybe he's a guy that we don't. Maybe he's someone we know. I looked him up in Cage Match, and the answer is no. Sad. Okay. Sounds good. Absolute talk. Andy. Let's good talk. Let's look up the let's look up the match guide for Absolute Andy from, from Deutschland. Mr. Exotic. Mr. Sorry, not Mr. Exotic. Mr. Erotic. Absolute Andy. Two very different things. <laughs> very, very different. Train he's trained by Samoa Joe and Chris Hero. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on. Uh let's see. Let's look at this match guide. What do that we got? doesn't mean he's good. <laughs> no but like the reaction you had was like oh that, he might be great no nah, that doesn't mean that uh his best singles match and i wonder why is against brian danielson something tells me it's because of brian danielson yeah something tells me it was the it was oh wow wxw world heavyweight title match where he beat brian danielson for the title so timeout. He still wrestles in WXW, but he just wasn't in the tournament. Well, yeah, I guess that's funny. He's Absol- only thirty-eight. Absolute. Enemy. You know, I'm not talking about this guy anymore. Maybe he's a scumbag. He's in. He lives in Europe, so at the rate of, you know, speaking. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Thank you all for joining us on another week. Uh, talking about the world of professional that was a weird episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, it was a, you know, we're kind of just having having a ball here, you know, having, yeah. have, you know, having fun. It's the calm before the storm, to be fair. Yeah, I think next week, <laughs> next week we'll have a lot of previews. Uh, next week I'm gonna die a little. Next week there's gonna be a lot of previews. The week after week. we're really gonna die. Yeah, because there's reviews. We're gonna do the best previews. We might have to like divide and conquer and like or and go through as much as possible with uh, talking about stuff. Well, I just realized that it, the Cinderella tournament starts the Sunday of WrestleMania. Does it start that Sunday? I'm pretty oh, sure. The, it's is it the, the, the third? Third of April. Let me, yeah. ch- let me check the let me check the graphic. <laughs> I was like, no, why? <laughs> Why? Why you do this to me? <laughs> they, they they would do they would do that. Let's see. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> First round. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. I don't know how we're gonna do that. Oh my! Goodness. We might not. I mean, we might not talk about it. We probably should. I think we should because I like I like doing the prediction stuff of the brackets. Cinderella tournaments very important. I know, I know. So I'm like, but then I was go through the. Oh my god, oh my god. Because we would have to do it would be it would be that show that we do on the third or do it on the twenty seventh a week before the to do the bracket. 
a week before because then it would already have happened. I know. So we're gonna do it on the twenty seventh. Next, not next. Is that while next week? While we also preview WrestleMania and anything from the collective that's interesting, and review the and... finals of New Japan Cup and Stardom World Climax. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Give me strength. It's gonna uh... be uh, two weeks. Maybe maybe next week should be our uh, collective indie stuff preview. That's a good call because we don't have anything next week except for Star World Climax preview. Yeah, next week is it like New Japan Cup reviews, Star World Climax preview. Maybe we do the collective and and go over those shows because I don't know how many more matches they'll announce. I'm sure there will be more matches. We'll have enough, but we have enough content. There'll be enough shows to that discuss. I also don't need to preview every show. So. Yeah, plus not every show is like plus a lot of these shows are just like here are the matches. There's no storylines or anything. Here you go. Yeah, Bloodsport looks good. The Bloodsport's looking good. Bloodsport shaping out well. Supercard of Honor. The only one I know of. I think I have to preview the world on Lucha for someone. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening at that show. Preview the world on Lucha. Ringo Loco. I know you are the one that posts all these matches, so you will tell me. What do we got? What do we got? Psychosis versus Tony Deppin. Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty sweet. That's good. Johnny Caballero, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. John Morrison versus Jack Cartwheel. That should be good. I think Um, that's legitimately solid. Pagano versus Sadika. All right. That's probably gonna be like a that, death match sort of thing. That is it so far. What was uh, the what was the first had... one that I announced that yeah. I said? Um, Psychosis versus Tony Deppin. Mm. I'm just excited about GCW for the culture, where we'll see Shane Taylor Promotions take on the Hitmakers, <laughs> AJ Francis and Tahuti Miles. Where's Swerve? Where's Swerve? I thought they were going to stick around. Swerve said, fuck this. You are the reason I am no longer there. Goodbye. I'll get a better deal than this other company on TV. I liked the uh, report that came out that he called New Japan first. Really? Yeah. Not that it mattered. <laughs> he, maybe he assumed that AEW would call him, so he's like, I'll call New Japan. Well, he's working for both. So. Oh, well. A win's a win. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Scotty, anything to plug and or match of the week? Yeah, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on uh, on um, what's it called? Twitter? Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Follow me there. Follow me uh, on which, LinkedIn. Scotty go Wrestling. Check, <laughs> go check out my article that I'm about to post in like two seconds about Paige Van Zandt um, because I think she's going to be good. Match of the week that we didn't talk about. Oh boy. Okay. Um. Um. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Braun Breaker <laughs> versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler. There you go. Because Dolph Ziggler is your NXT champion, ladies and gentlemen. And I do want to give him credit. He's actually doing good work um, on NXT. He, you know, I think I think people forget that Dolph Ziggler, like once upon a time, was pretty good, really good fan favorite. 
and he's doing good work there. And uh, it all sets up for Braun Breaker to get a big win at WrestleMania weekend. So that's cool. Assuming that WWE is just like, nah, we're calling him up, right? That's true. That's true. I don't. I mean, I'd probably call him up soon because I don't know what you want him to do. He's he's clearly over and whatnot, but you never really know. But he's also he's also still fairly green. You know, he can't really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. But but that's why they're putting him against Ziggler. Ziggler's going to make him look like a million bucks on a big stage on his biggest stage yet. So that's cool. Um, maybe they'll rename him the Butchie. Breaky. Break break man. Breaky. Braun Breaky. My God, it's Breaky. <laughs> it's Breaky time. Um... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. I'm going to stick in the WWE realm and talk about the, uh, I think it was the opening match, maybe, on yeah, Raw. Yeah, Raw tag. That, that, was, Raw, that, that triple threat tag, Randy Orton, Riddle, Gable, Otis, and uh, Owens and Rollins. Really yeah. good stuff. Really One good of the stuff. RKO's ever. I saw somewhere that the people that put this together were, uh, who was it? Like Petey Williams and Abyss or something like that? Yeah, it was. It's just like, yeah, because this match felt like your like indie darling like tag like tag team match. You know what I mean? Like I, t- it just felt like was, nonstop high spots from all of these guys, just very good. And I did not, you know, you see you see the gif going around of Randy Orton doing the the RKO on Gable did not realize that that wasn't the finish. That was like yeah, wasn't. maybe three minutes left in the match or something like that. <laughs> they just did it. They just did it. It was just, great. It is such a really good match. And I'm really glad that uh, they had a good match. <laughs> that they yeah, the, a good match the way they uh, worked up to it, up to the uh, Orton hot tag mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. Orton's so over. It's actually like wild that, like if you look at the WWE roster right now and like how no one gives a shit, he might be the most over person on that brand. I probably <laughs> agree with you. <laughs> I mean, just based off of what I've seen from pay-per-views and whatnot. Yeah. He seems to be that way, which is why I think they're probably champions again. Honestly, they're probably going to break him up for mania. And then they're like, He's they're over. selling, they're selling merch and people <laughs> will like them. We should probably just fucking, keep them together who cares yeah why would we break this up just just because and randy's probably actually having a good time like he said it in a promo afterwards but he's probably having a good time because it's not the load's not all on him mm-hmm. and i don't know him playing off riddles interesting so happy you brought that match up it was good yeah very good match so definitely go check that out if you have not done so a weird main roster wwe recommendation from us um, but that again, like I said, that's it for Ring Post Radio. You can follow the Ring Post Radio's network, Cannot Network, on uh, Twitter at Cannot Pod. Um, and fun thing, Discord. To, I was just about to say, Cannot Countout. We just started a Discord. Um, it is if you go to either the website CannotPod.com or there's a link tree in the Twitter page at Cannot Pod. Um, there's a link to the discord you can find it yeah i can't say it because i shouldn't make like a bitly for it that way i can like say it like bitly.com bitly dot bitly.com slash uh co discord you know i should do something like that 
That may be helpful. Uh, but it, they're available. Go to thecountopod.com. There's a, a button there. You can click join the Discord. There's also a, uh, a linktree.com thing or whatever in the description of the Countopod Twitter account. Basically, join the Discord. Uh, we have a bunch of people in there already that are already joined. We'd love to just you know continue talking about wrestling on a more a personal level than Twitter. Uh, so go check out the Discord today. Um, we have, you know, channels for all the podcasts. We can talk about the podcast or talk about things we talked about on the show or whatever. You can talk about, you know, whatever promotion you want to talk about. WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, NWA, MWA, MLW, Puro, Joshi, Indie, Deathmatch, whatever the crap, and a bunch of other things. So just basically it's a place to talk about wrestling. And that's what we want to do. So go join the Discord today. Uh, love to start talking to you. Scott and I were talking about video games the other day, about the WB2K. Uh, so definitely go check it out, baby. Whew. Has a little, I felt like I started turning into Excalibur, Excalibur. for that hard sell. Yeah, you, you, were just, you just did the Excalibur. Good on you. But yeah, the show's over. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. This has been a Count Out Podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.